With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. As we watch the path of Hurricane Ada, Chief Meteorologist from the Cayman Islands National Weather Service, Kerry Powery, has the latest coordinates. As of 4 o'clock today, Hurricane Ada was located near 13.8 north, 83.5 west, uh, just near the coast of Nicaragua, or about 404 miles south-southwest of Grand Cayman. Uh, right now, Ada is moving towards the west at 5 miles per hour, with maximum sustained winds of 140 miles per hour. That makes it a Category 4 hurricane, and uh, for those areas, especially with the mountainous area, um, flash flood and mudslides um, is a strong, heavy, high risk um, of occurring throughout the whole period the system remains over Central America. As to the weather we're experiencing right now, Mr. Powery says it is definitely the work of Ada. In the short term, the rain, the wind, the rough seas that you see outside is as a result of um, Hurricane Ada. This will continue over the next uh, couple of days. Um, we expect some more heavy rains um, tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, probably a little break on Friday, but um, we'll see what happens with the updates on the models. Um, but the winds will remain uh, basically 25 knots or thereabouts, uh, predominantly out of the east-southeast. The track has it coming back into the northwest Caribbean. That will change the dynamics of the wind direction and the seas and possibly the rain. So we'll have to continue to update those as they occur. Mr. Powery says it is also a good idea to ensure you're prepared now, even if the storm takes a different path than projected. Things might change, and um, you have sufficient time now to take your time and do any small preparations that you can, as opposed to waiting and then you have to rush and stress yourself out to get things in order. Chief Meteorologist at the Cayman Islands National Weather Service there, Kerry Powery. The next update comes after 7 p.m. tonight and the full forecast. We have that coming up a little bit later in this newscast. And a quick check of the government's coronavirus testing dashboard. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 276 COVID-19 tests carried out since our last report on Monday. All are negative for SARS-CoV-2. No injuries are reported after a fire at a home on Hearst Road this morning. People in the area say it happened sometime around 7. Police and emergency services were dispatched to the blaze near the junction of Rex Crichton Boulevard and Hearst Road. As a result of the fire, the roadway was closed to the public while the fire service worked to extinguish the blaze. The roads are back open tonight and the matter under investigation. No official word yet on cause. This honorable legislative assembly stands adjourned for the last time. With those sounds, Speaker of the House, the Honorable McKeeva Bush, banging his gavel, came and says goodbye to the institution known as the Legislative Assembly. When next we meet in these hallowed halls, this place shall be known as the House of Parliament. Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin told lawmakers before the wrap of this recent meeting Monday night that the Legislative Assembly first began in its current form some 60 years ago during a period of much change globally, regionally, and here at home. And Mr. Speaker, we are about to change again. And with that change, we in this House will also transition from being members of the Legislative Assembly to being members of Parliament. 
This, I am sure, is a matter of pride for every one of us here, and indeed for every Caymanian. A pride that is not about us as individuals, but instead is one of national pride in the advances we are making as a legislature and as a country. The renaming of this institution to Parliament was agreed between a delegation of all the members of the House, government and opposition, and the United Kingdom government in a package of important enhancements to our Constitution that are expected to come into effect next month. Those enhancements, Mr. Speaker, acknowledge the growth and maturity of our islands and provide an important added level of control over our own affairs. These amendments, combined with the 2009 Constitution, will not only guide our maturing relationship with the United Kingdom, but will also be the foundation for continued prosperity. Before moving the adjournment of the meeting, Mr. McLaughlin thanked his colleagues on the government bench for their hard work and support, as well as the opposition for their cooperation. It'll cost about $1.4 million to bring bus wardens who are currently not civil servants back into government. This was revealed after a question in Finance Committee posed by West Bay MLA, the Honorable Makiva Bush. Some bus wardens seem to be on some kind of contract with the particular bus that or district, yeah, the bus that they, they operate from. from. And uh, had quite a bit of complaints about things like vacation and vacation pay. Education Minister the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Conley tells lawmakers in the House the situation was created when a previous administration made a policy decision to reduce the then growing number of civil servants. As a direct result of that, um, some of the bus wardens were um, contracted out. So funds are paid um, nowadays in the majority part to the bus providers and the bus providers in turn pay Um, via contract, the bus wardens. Mrs. O'Connor Conley says it's an issue government is aware of and a few options are being explored. One, do nothing. Two, negotiate with the operators to provide payment for wardens during Easter and summer break, which would have an associated increase in cost to government. Or three, bringing the contracted bus wardens back into central government as full-time civil servants. We've done an exercise and have addressed our minds to that and the projected cost of that would be about $1.4 million to bring the bus wardens who are currently not civil servants back to central government. So that would have to be a policy decision that is made by the government and by extension the entire house. If a decision was taken that um, we wanted the bus wardens not to be uncontracted and subservient to the main contractor being the bus providers and we wanted to bring them back into government. So we've done the exercise, so it would be a matter of policy and the requisite funding thereof. No timetable for that potential move was provided. Local preschool Treasure Garden nets a satisfactory judgment in the first school inspection report issued for the new academic year by the Office of Education Standards. The report dated October 2020 is the school's first inspection since fall 2014. Overall, the performance of the preschool was satisfactory. A number of good and excellent judgments, particularly with regard to children's achievement in aspects of the early learning goals and the preschool's emphasis on the promotion of healthy lifestyles. Outgoing OAS Director Peter Carpenter tells Radio Cayman the school's positive and inclusive ethos ensures that children are happy and well-adjusted in their learning environment. And there's a wide range of high-quality resources, which supports choice and independence in the children's learning. Recommendations for improvement include ensuring teachers actively promote the development of children's problem-solving and critical thinking skills and plan activities that meet the learning needs of all children, and also improving assessment practices across the center. This treasure 
kindergarten preschool has been judged as satisfactory overall, the preschool will be inspected again in the next cycle of inspections, which is due to commence in January 2021. You can read the full report at oes.gov.ky. We have much to be grateful for, not the least of which is the ability to live in a nation that is safe. University College of the Cayman Islands President and CEO Stacey McAfee at Saturday's Honors Convocation, celebrating some 180 students for their academic performance, making it to either the President's List or the Dean's List. Chair of the Board of Governors Mark Scotland congratulated the attendees, expressing pride at their achievements. The success of a university is defined in the most part by its students and their scholarly achievements, and I can say confidently that based on the upward trending of achievements over the past two years, UCCI can take great pride in how we are defined, and we have a very bright future to look forward to. In addition to the Dean's and President's List, high achievers also receive special awards from more than 20 companies, associations, and individuals. And that is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.